It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Jason's here. You might have noticed the episode we uploaded earlier this week had some quality issues. Uh, We ran into a little bit of editing difficulty. We caught it after the fact, but it took a little while to clean it up and get it back out to you. So we are uploading this nice, fresh, clean version that hopefully will sound a lot better with a little bit less skipping. Hopefully that makes up for it. And if not... Hugs and kisses on all your pink parts. We'll catch you guys next week. I, I definitely have cranked it to Gina Smart. Believe I have. Dave Dong! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is... Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And I'm here? Oh, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough! The Rundown. Welcome, everybody, to the Rundown. I'm your host, Troy. Joining me this week, Big Song! Sells. Fucking dick. (laughs) Sells here. (laughs) What's going on now is going on to the world of Twitch. A little FYI, 24 years ago today, you saw your first dick. No, Bret Hart was Fuck screwed in Montreal and lost the WWF championship. But he pinned. No, he wasn't. I know, but that was 24 years ago today. Awesome. Thank you for the history lesson, Sal. Joining us as well, Jason is here. Yep. <laughs> Are you going to fight? Are you going to fight? Huh? Oh, you, you, you want to fight? Fucking, you fucking beef? You fucking beef? I will come to fucking you Wisconsin right? and smack the you shit right? out your mouth. You want to fight, Tons? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joining us, Adam's here. For those of you listening at home and not live on either of our Twitch channels, before he started the intro, Troy just sat there frozen for a moment, looking like a cat about to sneeze. It's a, a fun thing I do with my four-year-old now, is I will sa- I will just stand still, like I'm broken, and then she'll go, are you okay? And I'll quickly turn to her, <laughs> she'll laugh every time. Don't know why it does, but as long as she, as long as she laughs, I'm going to keep doing it, because I'm a dad. There you go. Oh, we got a ton of shit to talk about. Uh, of course, uh, we got some big news coming up, and we do have full gear predictions to do you can go ahead and predict along with us over at rundownwrestling.com or, or just look at tony khan's notebook <laughs> yes you can do that as well 
Um, yeah, so... Before uh, we get into any of that stuff, how you guys been? Cool, good talk. <laughs> it's been, uh, it's, it's been a week. Um, yeah, that's true. I am still, I'm still waiting on my CPAP machine to come in. So I'm not sleeping good yet. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, other than that, it's been, well, same old, same old. What's going on in your world, Sal? Well, before I forget, I saw a commercial the other night for an alternative, for an alternative <laughs> to a CPAP machine where you don't have to have the machine, but for some reason I probably have to pay out of pocket and it's probably like $20,000. So, uh, but no, you mentioning so, that just made me think of that. Cause when I saw the commercial, I thought of you and I was like, Oh, an alternative. He doesn't have to get the machine. And I'm like, wait, that's probably really expensive. So in your headspace, did you think that Troy was going to go, well, fuck Sal. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you presented this alternative that my doctors never fucking heard of. <laughs> Dude, doctors want to sell. Hey, 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 in medicine, hey, please. Sal hey. did his own research. <laughs> I did it. It was a commercial. Fuck. All right, never mind. I won't tell. I won't tell what anybody do, about anything I see. My, what, my, what, my, what do Sal and Troy's quarterback have in common? <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> My week's been better because even though I still don't have a job, um, I found a pretty decent size uh, lump sum of money. So <laughs> it's going to take me through the rest of the year. And if I get a job between now and then, that's great. But if I don't, I'm all right. Can you possibly say that phrase more suspiciously? Right? <laughs> I mean, I could be like Tony D'Angelo and be like, hey, it fell off the back of a truck. No, I have no problem fucking sharing my business. It, my 401k ended because I left that company. I'm not cashing out my 401k, but I am taking a portion of it just to get through, you know, pay some of the bills and whatever. While Sal worked there, he installed a computer program and it moves <laughs> fractions of a penny over to a special account. If only. <laughs> Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. He also stole a fax machine. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, Naga, Naga, not going to work here anymore, the WWE had a bunch of releases. <laughs> oh, I, have, I just want to do the segue. You can go ahead. What's, what's up, Jason? <laughs> it was a good segue. <laughs> um, no, I just, uh, it's been it's been a fun one. So I think I've said on the show before, I have like a shitty old fence that the people who bought my house, had my house before put up. So every time there's like a strong wind, I lose large sections of my fence. So we had a nor'easter uh, a couple weeks ago here in Massachusetts and a lot of wind and I lost four different fucking sections. So I ended up having now we're in the beautiful part of the year where the ground's about to freeze. So if I want to do anything where I got to dig a hole, I got to fucking do it now. So I ended up having to take you a day off work You wouldn't today. know it considering it was in the fucking 60s today. I know. So I ended up having to t- use a fucking one of my remaining vacation days today to stay home and fucking... I, I started doing it on Sunday thinking I would have plenty of time. And so three three poses. I was down to three. I was like, all right, I did one on Saturday. I got, and bang out these three. They're all in a row. And then one stump, getting one stump of a post out of the ground took me four hours. 
because it was all entangled in tree roots, so that was fun. So, but today I, I, I finished it today. I got it done. All accomplished. So, how many curse words did you create? I don't know about post create, there. but I definitely <laughs> used some that people hadn't heard of before. <laughs> were there times where you were like, I, I can't fucking do this anymore. I'll deal with it tomorrow. <laughs> no, because I know I can't tomorrow because I'm working. And now thanks Uh-oh. to you fucking assholes with your daylight savings bullshit, whoever come up with that fucking con bullshit, <laughs> which really doesn't need to exist, doesn't fucking do anything for us. Um, because of that, it's going to be fucking dark at 4.30 when I get out of my office, and there's no fucking chance of me being able to do anything tomorrow, so I was like, all right, fuck it. And uh, I'm off Thursday, and I was like, so if I don't finish it today, I'll have Thursday to do it. And now I don't have to do it on Thursday, so and enjoy my So have you, have you completely replaced your entire fence now at this point? So I don't replace the fence sections. It's just the posts, and then I put the old sections back up. Uh, I had a couple of the sections that were so bad, I did end up having to get new ones, but... Um, but because I don't intend to keep this fence forever, eventually I'm going to replace the whole thing and pay somebody to like do vinyl or something. Um, so because of that, I don't put a ton of great care into like roping it off and making (laughs) sure it's level and lining it up. It's like, can I attach this section to this section and leave it fucking up so the dog can go out and take a shit without me having to walk them? Okay, cool. There you go. That's where I'm at with it. But yeah. yeah. Um, but most of the posts at this point, I've probably replaced the majority of them. The ones that are, are loose and coming down now are the ones that I paid a company $1,000 to do like two years ago. So not so happy about that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be either. I can imagine. This has been The Joys of Homeownership, a special series on the Rundown. I was Wrestling saying Network. to somebody, like, <laughs> people used to shit on me when we would rent a house and we lived in a, like, oh, your landlord's getting all that equity and you don't get shit and blah, blah, blah. I was like, but you know what happened when this shit happens? You know how I fix it? I go, hey, the fence fell. Come fix yep. it. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Well, I suppose we should get into... Nobody the... cares how Adam's doing? Poor Adam. <laughs> how are you doing, Adam? <laughs> uh, I'm dealing with some personal shit that we don't really need to get into here for the sake of not bumming everybody out, but uh, other than that, decent, I suppose. But yeah, daylight savings time can lick my one remaining testicle. Right. But hey, APW this weekend. I know. Yeah. <laughs> can't watch full gear yeah that's live i have to do that actually it's interesting uh as of today officially uh my little guy is officially fully vaccinated two weeks since his nice. shot, so he may even be able to make an appearance at the apw show this weekend yeah, i got a call so we'll see i got a call about getting the boy getting the boy done yeah that so was we got a I walked into Walgreens today, and there was actually a bunch of younger kids getting it done today, so it was pretty cool. Nice. Good to nice. see. Yeah, we got an appointment set up at Walgreens for my two, uh, my 11-year-old and my 9-year-old. So. Nice. I'm, uh, and then, I'm be getting my uh, booster, I think, next week. So. Yeah, so they told me it has to be at least six months. Yeah. I, I It was in May. I just don't remember, like, what day. So I got to check the card, and then I'll set up an appointment. Yeah, mine was in April, so. My wife had hers. My mom had hers, so. 
I was like, I don't think I yeah. qualify. And then my wife's reading all the lists, like, former smoker. I'm like, all right, well, there you go. Okay. Yep, same. <laughs> I looked at the list, too, and I was like, oh, fuck. Wait, you were a former cigarette smoker? Yeah. What did you used to smoke? Marlboro's. Cigarettes? Marlboro's? Yeah. In high school. Yeah. High school and college. I, used to smoke. I basically uh, quit yeah. when my son was born. I haven't got Dad, I, I quit when I got married, so... <laughs> Oh, see, Same my wife deal. smoked when we were married, so we smoked together. Oh, mine was like, do not fucking smoke cigarettes around me. I'm like, right, I don't have to do that anymore. Plus, it was going you up to like seven, eight bucks a pack, so uh, I was like... You knew the old Chinese proverb, if she smokes, she pokes. <laughs> <laughs> no? Only Jason? Okay, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> all right, I guess uh, if, if we're done with uh, the smoking lounge over here... I guess we can finally get into our, our main topic of the day. Sorry, I didn't is... mean to fucking see how you guys were doing, you cunt. All right, whatever. I mean, if you're going to be on Christ. your period this entire time, then... <laughs> what <laughs> like, the fuck? You're just going to take everything I say as, as me being insulting, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, man, you got a real big fucking dick. As long as you say it in an angry tone, I think it can be an insult. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Oh, you just got ice me out? Is that what you're going to do? <clears throat> so we heard uh, from Jason that, uh, there was, that there was going to be uh, a small number of releases. And uh, that turned out to be uh, a lot more than a small number. Hmm. As, uh, Actually, by the end of the more. It sounded that way. Uh, 18 people lost their job. The list, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Lindsay Dorado, Karen Cross, Scarlett Bordeaux, Brand Metal Dick, Nia Jax, Eva Marie, Amber Moon, Oni Lorcan, Frankie Monet, Harry Smith, Trey Baxter, Jeet Rama, B-Fab, Jesse Kamea, Zeta Ramir, Catalina Carolina Katrina Car- Cortez Garcia, <laughs> uh, and Milan White. Sally, you heard about Milan White? No. Milan White dick in my mouth? <laughs> no? Okay. Well, you also said, you said Milan White dick in my mouth, which mm-hmm. would be an impressive yeah. feat. Yeah. Autofillation. I, 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 I think you meant in your mouth. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Good effort. Apparently, Good apparently, effort. apparently, my apparently, I'm just, I'm just gonna quit. I'm done. <laughs> so, that's a lot of people that got released. Um, Troy. What? Would anybody on that list surprise Why are you in you such a bad mood tonight, Troy? Not in a bad mood. KT in my chat would like to know if we were getting digital birds on Twitch because Sal's riddled. <clears throat> no. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, that's not the reason. We, oh, and they were penguins. All right. Gotcha. They were penguins. Anyway. Uh, Troy, what did you think? Did anybody like on penguin. that list surprise you? Um, I mean, there are always going to be a surprise. Uh, there's always going to be surprises on this shit now, it seems like. Um, which. Uh, is is of course unfortunate. Um, the uh, my biggest issue is the 
um, immediate damage control that goes into where you, where it's clearly some of the people backstage at WWE start leaking things to the the dirt sheets on oh this guy had a bad attitude or this guy was hard to work with and things like that. That's the stuff that that really starts frustrating me. It's because it's like okay, so you're you're starting to see that people are really pissed that you fired Keith Lee. So you're going to try to smear one of the nicest guys in the business. <laughs> And just because you start to realize that, like, oh, shit, uh, we got some things. Now, here's the thing. Those stories of, like, this guy was hard to work with are usually coming from one of maybe three sources. Bruce Pritchard, John Laurinaitis, or Kevin Dunn. And, look, if if Bruce, Bruce Pritchard comes up to Keith Lee and go, hey, uh, Keith, what we want to do is we want you to go out there and whiteface. And he goes, I'm not going to do that. Then he goes, you're just terrible. You're just hard to work with and walks away. That's how a lot of it goes because they won't listen to your shitty fucking uh, thing. Hey, Keith, we're going to, instead of just being like uh, the same character that got you over, we're going to name you after one of, uh, one of the old black wrestlers and uh it's okay, and have you come out as like, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. And uh and we're going to have you come out in uh vaguely Chris Benoit inspired tights. Uh you good with that? Yeah, here's the thing. I have no problem with people advocating for their characters because it's their brand. Because when you sit there and you have people like Stephanie saying that each one of their wrestlers is like their own Marvel character, then yes, they should have a little bit more say in it. And Karrion Cross, if he was smart, would have went right up to him and be like, you can shove this fucking helmet up your ass. I ain't wearing this shit. <laughs> because look where it got him. Fired. <laughs> so that's the other he, thing. When guys play ball and you see them get these shit gimmicks and then they get released anyway. Mm-hmm. Like like Karrion Cross, this has been, what, a, a three-month deal? Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. Like, did you really try, or were you just like, nah, we're done here? Yeah, it doesn't fucking make any sense. Yeah. See, now if you if if you want to take a look at at some of the people, now I know that the the rumors have been going around that um, a couple of these people lost their jobs because they are not vaccinated and refused to get vaccinated. I that know. I am. That I understand. From a company standpoint of like, our top guy is immunocompromised, and you're going to try to share the backstage area with him. And also, guess what? We're going on tour overseas, and that's going to be really fucking hard for us to take you over there. And some fully understand. require proof of vaccination yeah. to enter the arena. Yep. Right. And so some I promotions fully un- tell you they require <laughs> proof of vaccination, and then don't give a shit when you get there, right, Adam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I, I yeah, understand that last week. <laughs> I had my I had my my vaccination card, my ID, and nobody fucking asked for it. <laughs> you know what? I don't think that that's on BU. Mm-mm. I think that's right on that promotion right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I I understand Nia Jax even came out and essentially said that's exactly why she got fired. Because she said my vaccination status, which is always a red flag. <laughs> which well, I don't. She also I, said it was never her vaccination status was never discussed with her. 
it was never discussed with her, but it's like, okay, but you're saying the term my vaccination status. <laughs> so you're not, why, why can't they just come out and say, I, I haven't been vaccinated. Why is it always got to be something like that? What my vaccination stat, standpoint or inoculated as my fucking shitty quarterback decided to use like, yeah. So Nia Jax did claim that she was in the middle of a, of a mental health thing and was taking more time off. I have a hard time believing that WWE knows what the right hand is doing from the left hand. So I fully believe that they had no fucking clue that she was off because of a mental health issue. And they just fired her because of, of firing her. Because this is the same company that forgot that Cody Rhodes was taking some time off to get married. Sure. And had to quickly write him off the day before he left. So, yeah, I I, I believe that that was probably in the works. And then... You know, they she was supposed to be back soon, and they were just going to be like, "Yeah, we're done." Okay. Uh, um, Here's the thing, though: as somebody who suffers from mental health issues, um, I got to be honest with you: it's not going to change the fact that they're not going to let me in an arena if I'm not vaccinated. Do you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. the, if that's the reason she got fired, then it's got nothing. Her throwing out there like I was on a mental health break—that's petty. That's bullshit. Sal, you just lost your job a couple weeks ago. You seemed pretty petty and pissed off and bullshit about it. I know, okay. exactly. So, But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, like, it's not, oh, WWE did this while she was on a mental health break. Like, no, no, stop. They did it because well, I, she wasn't fucking vaccinated. Well, I... And, and she's almost killed a bunch of people in the ring. That's yeah, true. that's it. But that, that's never yeah. mattered before. Yeah. Like you said, they're going on tour. Yeah. So, um, a couple of these other guys did ask for their release. Uh, Lindsay Dorado, Grand Battle Dick, they both asked for their release. We know that for a fact. They came out and said that. Um, the some of the more the, some of the other interesting ones. So Harry Smith apparently was hired for NXT UK, and then once they brought him in, he had the dark match, then got COVID, and then once he was was back and cleared. They said, we're going to send you over to NXT UK. And he's like, I'm not vaccinated. So that's why they released him is because like that, that was the whole point of why we hired you was to go work in the, in the UK, buddy. Um, so those ones you can kind of you can kind of understand. You still you can still be upset about it. And I'm still upset about some of them, but I could. But you can understand some of them. Some of the other ones. Uh, Katrina Cortez. Zeta Ramir, uh, Jeet Rama, Trey Baxter, all young, up-and-coming people, all people at the Performance Center, all people that, by all accounts, seemed like they were progressing. Um, Jessica Mayo was not progressing. So that I mean, one Jeet, just... Jeet Rama <clears throat> got his shit kicked in by Braun Brick last week, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, Frankie Monet, uh, th that seems like such a lost, missed opportunity. Uh because she could have been really good. Uh, Ember Moon, I don't fucking know at this point. Once once we started to see her back in NXT and she didn't seem to know what the fuck her gimmick was, it was kind of the writing was on the wall that, you know, it's it's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, obviously, Keith and Mia are, are the big ones out of this that, that just piss me the fuck off because Keith Lee, we were working on bringing back, even though we continue to try to fucking change everything about him. And Mia Yim hasn't wrestled in a year, which is like, how do you, how do you have Mia Yim on your roster and not have her wrestle for a year? 
Mm-hmm. So, Jason. So, <laughs> this is one of those times when you can be of two minds. I can sit here and understand the logical reasons the company does these things. Mm-hmm. I can also sit there and say on some basic human level shit, maybe on a day we're going to take 19 people's livelihoods away from them, we don't get on a conference call and talk about our record profits. The juxtaposition of those two things, not a great look. Maybe we don't have Stephanie on there talking about what bad news it is that the Miz got voted off Dancing with the Stars because that guy can still feed his fucking family. I can understand the reasons. I can also see that it's incredibly shitty in some cases. I mean, we've talked about uh, at length a lot, um, friend of the show, Anthony Green, and the mm-hmm. feeling that he sort of got screwed over. Um, in fact, by the way, if you go to his Twitter page, he released it. They had an unreleased uh, promo for August Gray that they apparently filmed. It was like very uh, GTA Vice City vibes. Um, that was supposed to be promoting his his debut in NXT or whatever, and obviously they just never did it. Um, but he's a good example of it because here's the thing: you can sit here and you can look through, you can run through this list, and yes, I can sit here and I can tell you Ember Moon. They fucking tried with Ember Moon. It mm-hmm. wasn't there. She didn't connect. Sometimes you can't force it. Keith Lee, Keith Lee fucking connected. And the problem is from the second he connected, and you can go back and listen to old episodes of NXT, the the last match they had on NXT between Dijak and Keith Lee, Ginger and I both sat on that show and said, this didn't feel like them. This felt like we want to teach these big guys how to wrestle like WWE big guys, not mm-hmm. what they've done previously. Mm-hmm. And we both said at that point, this is not a good sign for what they intend to do with them on the main roster. And ultimately, it turns out we were right. Keith Lee is a guy who two years ago stole the fucking show at Survivor mm-hmm. Series. Who two mm-hmm. years ago got the seal of approval from Brock <clears throat> Lesnar in the Royal Rumble. And we couldn't find a way to get that guy over? Why? Yeah. Right, Be- because he's a little got a couple extra pounds. His booty a little too big. Well, maybe not every. Oh, well, okay. Well, great. Yeah, he's a little. Uh, he's he's got a couple extra pounds. We can't use him. But uh, this carrying cross guy, he's fucking cut out of stone. We can use him, right? Oh no, we can't because we got to change him into a fucking the fourth missing member of demolition. Yeah, I can't believe Zardoz didn't get over. <laughs> it's it's such horseshit because. They don't know how to market wrestlers anymore. They can't do it. They can't market guys who are wrestlers. They can only market comic book characters. And the biggest problem... Yes, Troy? Um, speaking to that, um, there was a, a prime example of, of that and, and of the fans also kind of being desensitized towards actual good wrestling. Chad Gable German suplexed Big E and the crowd was fucking silent. Mm -hmm. And it's like all the people that actually would have popped for that have been disenfranchised at this point because 
you keep telling that you keep showing us that like apparently wrestling doesn't matter to you, you know, and like the guys that are just the wrestlers don't seem to matter to you anymore. So a lot of the fans are going, why would I fucking watch this? I can go watch other things that actually care about wrestling and, and not everyone is a fucking goofy fucking Italian mobster and shit like that. So just just an example that you, uh, to to back what you're saying. Uh, and, but and August just on Ray that, is okay. Uh, okay, go ahead. I just wanted to say I I really enjoyed that Chad Gable match, and like you said, the crowd wasn't there for it. I was really confused. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, second straight Chad Gable match that's been great on Raw because the one with Balor was fantastic too. Um, mm-hmm. August Gray would have been a great character, and this is where and I think about pulling back the curtain a little bit. We had a disagreement in our host thread about this story when it broke originally. And to Troy's point, and and he's not wrong when he says, we don't know what goes on at these training sessions. We don't know who's progressing, who's not, who's a pain in the ass down there. Who, like, that's a fair criticism. And if it comes to pass that all those people just simply don't progress at the training center, that's one thing. But when when Anthony Green gets released... And no less than Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano immediately take to Twitter to put over how great he is, how hard he works, how creative his mind is. That tells you that was not the problem. And I'm guessing for a lot of these people, that's not the problem. And Katrina, I know she went on on Twitter and sort of did the, woe is me, my visa expired, etc. Yes, it sucks. That's awful. The Iconics sort of went through the same thing. That's why it took them so long to find a new home. They had a lot of work visa issues. Um, because remember, Sean Spears is Canadian, so marrying him did not get Peyton Royce a green card. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but there are a lot of people who have gone through NXT recently and passed up other promotions Blake Christian's a great example. He passed up a contract from Impact to go sign with NXT. He was there for six months, maybe. Zeta Ramirez, same thing. These people uproot their entire fucking lives, move their entire families to Florida, pull their kids out of fucking school, and you don't even give them a chance. You, I mean, John Cena sucked. He got chances and eventually found something that clicked. Ember Moon had her chances. It never clicked. But for all these people who you never gave an opportunity to, Brandy Loren never appeared on television. Not one fucking time. Scarlett never had a chance to connect to the main roster audience because they never fucking introduced her to them. Something is fundamentally and factually broken within this organization. And somebody needs to fix it. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, and I'm not going to be a stand. I'm not going to tell you AEW is the fucking Ellis Island of professional wrestling and none of that bullshit. (laughs) What I am going to tell you is Keith Lee is going to go to AEW and he is going to be a fucking megastar for them. Adam Cole is not as high profile in AEW as he was in NXT. He's simply not. And anybody who argues that he is, is wrong. Because he went from being the face of a brand to being the fourth most important guy in his own faction. But you know what he is? He's fucking happy. He's hanging out with his buddies. He's with his girlfriend. He's doing the kind of wrestling he enjoys. Now, 
I think Adam Cole's better off than being a comedy act, but if that's what he likes and that's what makes him happy, fucking go do it. And he did. That's what that's what he was doing before he joined NXT, though, was being right. a comedy guy. Right, that's what so, I'm saying. Yeah. In the Bullet Club, yeah. Yeah, it, it clearly is what he likes to do. It's right. the same thing with the with the good cunts. The good cunts, you're just like, oh, that's, that's just what you have <clears> to do then, huh? Okay. Go, and he go, went go to go NXT forward. and he showed he can be a face of a franchise. He can be that guy, that serious performer. Do you know what Adam Cole is, aside from being happy? The baby. He's employed. And that's something that Keith Lee and the other 18 can't say today. Uh, yes, and they that, can. They're still employed for the next 90 days. Whatever. You know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. No, no, uh, there is one more point I want to make to that, Sal, before, before you get there. Because this was another point of contention. At some point, somebody, I don't know if it was, if I read it on Twitter, if it was if someone in our host read, but somebody brought up the point that, hey, in a couple of couple of weeks, we're going to hear about all these contracts like Joey Janela signed not being renewed by AEW, and then they won't get any shit for that. There is mm-hmm. a monumental fucking difference between honoring and paying out the length of an entire contract and then opting not to renew that person versus firing a person three months after they've relocated their entire fucking lives without ever giving them a chance on TV. Mm-hmm. Big, huge, gigantic, monumental fucking difference. So, yes, AEW has been done better by their talents. Yes, they have talents that do not get on TV. Absolutely. They have a roster crunch. They have problems with that. But they still fly them out. They still let them work the locker room. They still let them go do independent shows so they can continue to hone their craft while they're not on TV because they don't have a performance center. So... If I'm a talent and I'm watching everything that's going on, other than my childhood dream was to work for WWE, what is the incentive? The hope and the prayer that you're one of the five guys that hit so big that you make enough money? I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to have a real problem. And it's a good thing that they've decided to stop signing wrestlers and they want to start signing, you know, fitness models and football players because wrestlers aren't going to want to work there anymore. Story after story. I, and I keep going back to it, but Anthony Green, his fucking dream was to work for that company. And that company fucking spit him up and chewed him up and spit him out. I don't, I don't know how many other people are going to want to follow that path at this point. All right, so I know you had something. Sorry, I, mean, I just didn't want to finish my thought. No, no, no. It, it, I agree with most of what you said. I, I would just like to point out a couple things. This is nothing new because the people that surround Vince have been there for more than 15 years. So so when you tell me it was well, no, AG's no, it, dream, I believe you, but it was also Colt Cabana's dream. It was also Sylvia and Grenier's dream. Like, this has been going on and on and on. We just you, never saw it because okay, it was on, in Deep hold South on, and OVW. Hold on, 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 hold on. Colt Cabana was on TV. Sylvain Grenier was on TV, was a fucking Thank champion. You. Do not make the case that they are the same as Anthony Green got treated. 
Okay, no, no, not the same as Anthony Green, but in in retrospect, he was on NXT. He was on 205. Cole he was, Cabana on, was on. He was on NXT as fucking uh, Timothy Thatcher's student. By the way, where the fuck is Timothy Thatcher? And they started building that program, and then just went, eh, fuck it, we don't need to do that. But dude, Cabana was Scotty Goldman for three months, and he appeared in two matches and lost them both. That was his dream. Okay, and well, then he got okay, re- okay, okay. Hold on, hey, Sal. Hey, hey. Sylvania Greenhouse got the dance around with a dog. Okay. <laughs> I will say, if that's your dream, if you're Cole Cabana, you should probably go down there and take that a little more seriously. Sure. Cole Cabana is one of those guys who struggles to take things seriously with the wrestling business, which is why AEW is a perfect fucking place for him. Yeah, and I'm happy also, he found that place. But Also, Cole Cabana was employed by WWE for two years. He wasn't employed for six months like Anthony Green was. Yeah. Okay. I get it. But what I'm trying to say is that as long as the Michael Hayes and the John Laronitis and the Kevin Dunns have been around, this shit has been going on. But you say this yeah. is this isn't a new thing. This is a new thing. They've never signed people for six months and then cut them loose. And this is AG's just the latest example. He's not the only Zeta Ramir, just from this last round. Blake Christian, just from this last round. The fucking I forget I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name. The referee. Um that they released last round um, was there for three months, moved his entire fucking family. And, and the locker room story on that is that they needed to fire someone else, another referee so that Drake Wirtz couldn't say they targeted him. Wow. And the, he was just the, the most recent guy they hired. So it was last guy in first guy out situation. Honestly, the, the bigger thing that you should be talking about of, of things they've never done before. They've never released 100 people in a calendar year before. Oh, well, well, making also... record fucking profits. Right, but I'm sure they also had, and I'm not defending them, but I'm sure they also had a record roster as far as guys signed. Oh, sure, sure. You know, compared sure. to previous years. But 100%. The, the thing is, when you say guys don't get a look, they don't even get a chance, it's because of those guys I'm talking about. Kevin Dunn sees one thing wrong with you, and doesn't matter how no. hard you work. So, You're gone. So, those guys have always been there, though. What is yeah, new? I, what's I, uh, what's as I like to say, Sal? What's new? Nikon. Exactly. Nikon. Yeah. Here's the answer. Nikon doesn't doesn't fucking care about your territory, as Triple H no, would he's, say. He's looking at he's a numbers guy. That's yeah. all he is. He's looking at what's the return on investment of a guy like Keith Lee. Are we ever going to make enough money off of him to justify what we're going to have to pay him to keep him in his company? Probably mm-hmm. not. Now, when you talk about the women, that's a different ball game because we brought back Johnny Laurinaitis as talent relations. Yeah. We all know Johnny Laurinaitis has a very specific view of what women's wrestlers should be and should look like. Yeah, his daughter-in-laws. And any of those people who have not fallen into that category, I mean, Ember Moon wouldn't fall into that category. She gone. Katrina Cortez. No. She gone. Ty of Valkyrie. Valkyrie is a great one. She gone. B-Fab, mm-hmm. she Fab. gone. Nijax. Nijax, <laughs> gone. Yeah, and who really... are we bringing in? Who are we bringing up? Who are, we, who are the people now we're, we're starting to push? Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, and I like Liv Morgan, but she's a Johnny Laurinaitis type of, type of girl. So's yeah. all of Toxic Attraction. Exactly. Yep. Oh, no, I see it too, man. It's it's blatant. I mean, Lash Legend makes right so. along with that. <laughs> Not wrestling now. Uh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Shit is so fucking stupid. 
and watch because you because you know somebody backstage was like hey lash uh you're black right uh what what did that what did that black talk show host used to do he did like the can we do something like that can we figure something like that like snaps go ahead adam sorry i was no i was just gonna say you guys had talked so much shit about that that i was before we started tonight i was scanning through to try and watch what i hadn't watched this past week so i was scanning through nxt and lashing out or whatever the fuck that's called was on with uh with tony d'angelo and I uh, I watched it. I'll never get those ten minutes back, but I watched it. <laughs> it was it was bad. It's you see, bad. I, they were very subtle, but I believe that Tony D'Angelo might have kidnapped that producer guy <gasps> and threatened his family. Wait, no, what? he didn't. I, it was very subtle. It was it, it was sort of like you got to read between the lines kind of situation. But I think that's what they were inferring. AOA pastrami. Uh, I want to. I want to take a second to apologize. I believe I called her Lash the Rue. That is an insult to Lash the Rue because he's actually entertaining. Lash Legend is who I'm speaking. I, I think you actually did Lash say Legend. Lash Legend. Yeah, you did say. Did Lash. I? Okay. For some reason, in my mind, I was like, did I say Lash the Rue? Just in case. I may have said Lash. <laughs> Just in case. Um, Maybe one of us did. In the in in my either way, that, either way, that's more than Lash the Rue has been talked about in the past twenty years. So. <laughs> On this topic in my chat, uh, KT says, Frankie Monet was probably the biggest release there. So much potential in both NXT and main roster stories that could have been told. What do you think? Her husband works there. And she, her character would have fit perfectly next to fucking Johnny Drip Drip. Do you think when she signed, they had kind of pitched to her that she was going to be with him on, on SmackDown or Raw? I'm sure they didn't pitch, and then, pitch to her that she'd no. appear in four episodes no, and get released. Me, and, then, <laughs> and then Miz got... And then Miz got eliminated from Dancing with the Stars. So like, oh, Frankie, sorry, we don't need you anymore. (laughs) Miz is coming back. No, no, no. Let me clarify all of this for you right here with her, at least. And a lot of these. This is the result of Triple H had a very specific vision for what he wanted from NXT performers. When they rebranded NXT, that wasn't what they wanted. So they got rid of the indie workers who are not characters. Now, I think Taya can be a character. But yeah. they're not going to invest time in creating a new character for a 38-year-old woman. It's just they're not in that company, not with Johnny Laurinaitis at the helm. It's just not going to happen. It sounds so harsh when you say it, but it's so fucking true. I, and I'm not, I don't do... mean to be happy. I am a big fan of Taya. You guys have heard right. me on this show I sing know. Taya's <laughs> praises for years, back to Lucha Underground, before most of people knew who the fuck she was. So yeah. I, I, this is not a knock on her at all. She got done right. dirty here. But... That's what this is. They are weeding out the guys that Triple H signed who are – look what they've done with Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, yeah, 100%. He doesn't fit I mean, what they want. All you got to do is is take a look at that list of, of people that got released and go, so Nia Jax got released because she wouldn't get vaccinated, Harry Smith because he couldn't get vaccinated, even Marie because she's off doing a movie. The rest are all NXT people. Yeah. Or people, people who came up through Triple H's NXT. Yep, 100%. So, yeah. And you haven't really heard any updates on Triple H's condition since that original report, huh? He did. So <laughs> Almost like they're sort of freezing him out, isn't it? Probably. Honestly, Maybe that motherfucker... Really fu- caused the fucking heart incident. 
if the, if that motherfucker turned around and was like, I'm starting my own promotion, I'd be like, we are doing a dedicated show just to Triple H's new promotion. Yeah, I totally. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Triple H's promotion is his vision of what wrestling is and should be is much more in line with what I want to watch. That's yeah. why NXT was my favorite program, and they took that mm-hmm. away from me. And now WWE doesn't really offer a whole lot to me. Now AEW is not perfect, but it offers me a closer thing to NXT than WWE does. Can we? Can we? Um, no. Can we have Triple H leave WWE and become head booker of AEW? Because I'd be down for that. Probably not, because he's not going to go for all the comedy bullshit they're going to want to do. Well, if Khan would just pay the bills and stay off the fucking pencil, then we wouldn't have a problem. No, because then the EVPs would have the pencil, and that's probably what. I mean, look at Cody Rhodes destroyed a a fucking throne with Triple H's logo on, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be too pleased with him joining the company. (laughs) I mean, fuck Cody. Actually, I'm I'm going to break this down. I'm going to be dead serious to you. The first major star to jump from AEW to WWE will be Cody. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to be the first one to go back. No, no, yeah. no. Oh, he will sure. be the first one to go back. He's already he's mm-hmm. already fallen out with the other EVPs. He doesn't get along with the Bucks. He doesn't he fall out with the fans. Of course, he's going back. He, he gets yeah. along with Tony, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the locker room isn't isn't on his side, nor and, his wife. Right. <laughs> And he's thirsty, as you've seen with Look, the reality we know, show. We don't know how much of the locker room is on his wife. <laughs> and as you've seen with the reality show, they are thirsty as fuck Owner. to be celebrities, and they're mm. not going to get a high enough profile in AEW to do what they want to do. True. By the way, for some reason, my Skype is having a little glitching problem, and Sal's name is over Adam's face. Yeah. I don't know why. It's not on yours. Don't worry. But it's just on our stream. You're you're just wearing cell glasses. <laughs> you're wearing cell on his face. It's fine. Yes. Boner. All right. Speaking of uh, the weird of part AEW. is that Sal's name is under Sal, and then again on Adam. Uh, yes, that's what I'm saying. It's a weird fucking glitchy thing. I don't know why it's happening. I, I'm not going to fuck with it though because uh, yeah. Um, speaking of AW though, I mean we've uh, always said Adam's Adam's got such a big forehead we could put advertising up there. This that was a sign. Damn. Nice. Uh, Tony Khan did a little bit of an interview. Uh, surprisingly, he does, he's, well, he does five a week. That guy's a plus four. Um, so unsurprisingly, wait, don't uh, tell me, don't tell me he was on busted open radio. I think so. I think that's where some of these come from. One of the things that was was revealed was that AEW wrestlers are listed as independent contractors with AEW. <laughs> so that didn't change. Um, of course, they are they are a, a much more in the actual like independent contractor like you can go and work for other places they, as opposed to WWE more, where they yeah they operate more yeah. on right of first refusal than right exactly you can't yeah. do it yeah they still have it obviously where their people can't show up on other people's TV. Right. But they are allowed to go and work, you know, non-televised events or well, YouTube that's events. that's not even true. Again, with permission, they can. I mean, Moxley did the GCW sure. pay-per-views, yep. so. Yeah, yeah. But in in, in general, you have course, to look talk. what happened them. to him yeah. after that. Yeah, right. By the way, I was just listening, I was listening back to last week's episode. It was so, uh, you couldn't have scripted it better. We started with uh, the excerpts from Mox's book where he talks about getting drunk. And mm-hmm. then we end with, 
Oh, Mox is going yep. to rehab. <laughs> it was perfect. Uh, well, one of the things that, that was brought up was uh, um, they asked if Tony Khan was vaccinated. And he's like, well, I work for the NFL, so yes. Um, which makes total sense that he would be because, yeah, he otherwise he would not be able to go a lot of the places he's able to. Or he could just but, tell them he's vaccinated and, you know. Oh, yeah, and he could just lie then get fined $14,000, yeah. um, which is exactly how much I got fined, by the way. I got to trust no goddamn doctors. All right. Joe Rogan said I could take the horse pills and I'd be fine. Yes. Dr. Uh, so it should it should come as no surprise that Tony Khan does not drug test anyone on his roster. We know. Duh. Brian Cage. <laughs> Brian Cage over here. Jimmy Havoc over here. <laughs> Clearly, we know you're not doing drug testing, but... He Dude, also does Matt Riddle evidence. over here. Yeah. Well, that's different. He said he doesn't do any drug testing at all. WWE actually does uh, I know. drug testing yeah. for everything except for oh, also Matt well, Sydal. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Tony Khan also does not require his people to be vaccinated, mm. um, which of course is a big difference from WWE, who is requiring everyone to be vaccinated now. Tony Khan says that oh well, like uh, like ninety two percent of our roster is vaccinated, uh, and that eight uh, percent is they're, they're just going to run into problems if we go to a place that requires it. So I haven't seen anyone actually go and do the legwork on it and be like, let's see which shows these that certain people didn't show up on, but. Needless to say, um, who was on who was on Dynamite while the Jericho cruise was going on? That's pretty much, yeah, yeah. Because that was the big thing was anyone that was on the Jericho cruise had to get vaccinated because when you're in open international waters, you have to be vaccinated. And if you're on a fucking plane or a boat, no, sorry, no cruise ship will allow you on unvaccinated. No, point. exactly, exactly. So I'm sure we all remember what happened to that one cruise ship that was stuck at sea for like two months because the entire fucking. Because they all had COVID, yeah. yeah. I have a friend whose parents were on that cruise ship. Oh, <gasps> oh shit. Yeah. That's not good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, is, is that any shock at all to you that AEW, who, of course, made the crack about they're not running a sloppy shop, actually running a sloppy that. shop? <laughs> well, I so, going to mention that. So it doesn't shock me, but it also doesn't bother me, if that makes sense. Sure. I mean, listen, I I personally encourage people to be vaccinated. I am vaccinated. My family is vaccinated. I do get a little about the idea of forcing people to do it. I think everyone should do it of their own volition. Yeah. But the idea of telling somebody this is something you have to do and taking medical choice away from somebody... It, it's a gray area for me because I think once you start going down that road, where where do you stop it? You know, I, so, and I'm, I know I know that's a larger debate, and I'm not trying to have a fight with anybody. Again, I am pro vaccine. I just am also pro personal freedom. Um, in the same way, they wanted to add like a mileage tax to everybody's fucking cars as part of the new budget. My opposition wasn't the mileage tax. It was the fact that they're going to put a little device in the car. It's going to track everywhere I go. Yeah. Like, that's my either. issue. It's the personal freedom versus versus the government overreach. But um, 
So I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. They're going to run into their own problems, like you mentioned. Those people will have to decide if if the risks and the problems they're going to run into professionally outweigh their personal choice to not get it done. But I'm, I'm just not a huge fan of the idea of forcing people to do it. So it doesn't that that just I don't know when I read it, it didn't bother me that much, I guess. Yeah, see, and, and my whole thing is um, I'm I am somebody that is 100 percent pro-choice. I'm 100% pro-choice on women being able to get abortions. I'm 100% pro-choice on you not wanting to get a vaccine. My issue has always been the spreading of misinformation. Agreed. It's the it's, it's yes. the it's the people that are like, oh, I'm I'm not vaccinated, and these are the reasons why. It's like and they're okay. all bullshit. Yes. and they're all bullshit. Yeah, it's like, oh, I I don't want to stick anything in my body that I don't know, but I'll take this horse tranquilizer. Right. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding kidding me? Like, no, that's that's my issue. Like. Uh, with you know the, obviously it's, it's big in our state right now with Aaron Rodgers I had no problem when I heard like he was unvaccinated it's like that's fine I don't give a shit like as long as he was doing what he was supposed to be doing which turns out he wasn't um, but it was the, it was the fact that he went on Pat McAfee's thing and was just like oh, it'll make your balls swell up and it'll make you fucking impotent and you can't have kids and so it's like no it because then up, you're dude. slaying like, other people and that I agree yeah, that is that is yeah. why I have a big issue with it but yeah. not only that. Didn't he originally say he was vaccinated? All right, this is an Aaron Rodgers no, no. talk. Jesus Christ. No, no, but that, that's he my said, bigger issue is that don't lie. No, then, no, he did. It was it was a, a lie of omission. It was he said he was uh, inoculated against it, yes. which is which is not vaccinated. But he was taking ivermycin and he was taking the fucking hydrochlorazine or whatever like that. That's how he was inoculated. Don't know that. But again, it's not not the fucking talk. No. So, yeah, if. If some of the guys on the fucking roster are unvaccinated, I, as long as they as they turn around and do their whole, hey, I've got a negative test, I'm all good and stuff like that, go ahead and wrestle. If you're vaccinated and you're a wrestler, go to Tony Khan and be like, I don't want to fucking wrestle this guy. I don't want to be in the same ring with him because he's not vaccinated. 100% your choice. 100%. I support you being like, I don't want to work with the guy. You know? It's actually like Jason funny. said, professionally, it's going to hit them, and that's, right. a, that's yeah. a decision they, they have to make. Right. So, mm-hmm. But it's a decision they should get to make. That's sort of right. the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but it's funny now to, to sit and watch a bunch of my friends' Facebook and Twitter pages fill up with fully vaccinated and vaccine passport willing to travel to your shows. So yep. it is a thing that's hitting indie wrestlers now, too. So Yep. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, uh, that's always going to happen. And and those people made the decision of like, hey, I got to work, you right. know, and if I got to take a fucking vaccine to do it, I'll do it. You right. know, um, now I know. Yeah, Adam, you're and I'm curious just because you I, I don't know. The, I'm maybe you're reading your face long, but it looked like you didn't necessarily agree with um, that that opinion that I gave, which is fine. Um, but I say that from a curiosity standpoint, because you, much like me, are doing indie shows. <laughs> And we don't know the status of the guys in those locker rooms that we're working in, right? Should, should, do you feel like we should be able to know their vaccine status before we work with them? It's not a debate I was prepared to have today. Uh-huh. Well, I, I, you know, I think you and I actually align a lot more on this topic than we disagree. But from what I said about, um, you know, I, I do endorse the idea that it should be up to the individual it looked like you didn't necessarily ascribe to that and i know you 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 have strong opinions on it so (laughs) it's i i kind of i'm 
I think Troy put it best in terms of the fact that it's it's not the the status that I have issue with. It's the bullshit. Right, and I agree with that 100. percent But it's just I don't want to. This is this is not a conversation for the show. <laughs> See, I I went out to my backyard and I put my anus right up to the sun and opened it wide and I got all the vitamin D straight well, up so, my pooper, so I'm fine. So a little behind the curtain stuff too, and then Adam can attest this. The last few shows I've worked APW, I've called the shows with my mask on the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I have gotten some crooked looks and some people who are like, what the fuck? And, you know, it's, it's, I feel personally, I, as somebody who coaches youth sports and deals with other people's children, I feel it's incumbent upon me to be as, despite the fact that I'm vaccinated, to be as careful as I can. Um, so to that extent, I don't mind doing it. I can, I'm there for the show. I'm just taking a little extra precaution for myself. Um, but a large part of that logic too is, I don't fucking know what everybody in that locker room is doing. You know, some people are very forthcoming with it. Like the people I work with in, in production, most of them have told me their status. Um, but there are a lot of workers back there. And I know for a fact, and Adam, you can attest to this. Some of those people are the America types. <laughs> and I don't know what their status is. And I have no issue. I'm not trying to force them into anything, but not knowing I'm going to take a little extra personal safety. That's all. Mm-hmm. And see, it's <laughs> so, funny because you mentioned sense. being a coach, but also just like me, I have a daughter who has a heart condition and I got to be careful. I got to be extra careful. I'll take that extra precaution. Cause like you said, you don't know what, what other people's status are. Sure, Absolutely. I mean, much, much like you, I, I haven't been to anything. Really, still, I haven't been to any concerts. I haven't been to Can any, any like large crowd festival things. thing. Yeah, you went to the one uh, in Houston, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that was different um, because one, it was open air. Two, it was it, there. It wasn't like a crowd of people together. It was okay. like you can walk around, and, and there was uh, there was always enough space around me. That was that was the largest thing I went to, and it wasn't it wasn't like going to a concert when you know like you're going to be shoulder to shoulder with people, right. you know. Right. Um, so that was the only thing. But I, I mean, I haven't gone. I mean, we've gone to the movies, but it's always been like we're going to go in the middle of the day. There's not going to be anybody around us, kind yeah. of thing. We're going to be sitting by ourselves, kind of thing. So, right. and. Like I want to go to the fuck casino again yeah. and lose my money, but I know, <laughs> but I, but I know that it's going to be fucking crowded, and I don't want to do that right now, you know. And it's like I want to, I want to go to you know fucking a concert again, but I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be a Travis Scott concert, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, Will you yeah. steal order the Travis Scott meal from McDonald's? Um, Is that I mean, a thing? No, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay. um, I mean, I still, like I said, every, everybody on this Skype call is fully vaccinated. I still mask up when I go to the grocery store. Same. Uh, I still. I do uh, when I, I run into cummies for two minutes to grab yeah, something. Like, yeah. yeah. You, I, you I, got some cummies? Cumbies. <laughs> oh, you cumbies. don't know. That's like Wawa. Cum, cumbies, yeah. donkeys, you know. Um, I don't know what Wawa is. <laughs> he's, he's further west. Wawa. What, is, Wawa what, is like your, uh, what is your quick stop type grocery quick store, trip. gas station? Quick trip. Okay. Quick trip. So it's okay. it's essentially that. So it's that. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. I, okay. I I wore my damn mask the entire time at Dynamite uh, a couple of weeks ago. So. Can you say but, the same but, for the people around you? But you don't. I can't say the shows. same for the person that I went with. But <laughs> yeah, but that's on them. That's their choice. <laughs> but you but you don't wear it at the APW shows, which I've always I was curious about. 
that. That's a, that's a... <laughs> no, no, I, and I, again, I'm not saying this in any way critically. I'm just curious. Like the... it's, a, it's a presentation thing in my head. Okay. I'm like, it's not going to sound as good. <laughs> okay. No, I was just curious. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I'm sorry for that. Well, gentlemen. We I just actually apologized, our... by the way, for, for that. I just want to point that out to those longtime listeners. <laughs> We can either do our full gear, com- gear be full gear predictions, or we could talk about uh, some of the shows. What do you want to do? Did you, do say, next? Some oh, f- Did you say something about full gear cummies? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> let's talk about some shit, because i got some stuff I want to talk about. Yeah, for real. Okay. 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 Let me start, because uh, let me, let me I've been waiting I've been waiting for this one all week. Okay. Okay. I want to take us back to last Friday night, to AEW Rampage. And I want to discuss the promo segment between CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Okay. To me, this is what I want more of. This felt real. There were jabs thrown in there that the regular fan can feel, ooh, I'm behind the curtain, I know that story, I know what he's talking about. When Kingston popped off and finished that promo with the line, after I beat you, quit for another seven years and don't come back, yeah. I popped huge for that. Um, these guys, in, in the span of two weeks, they took what was a shitty angle the week before, I thought, the whole busting into his promo and Punk looking like whatever. They took that, and now this is one of my most anticipated matches at the pay-per-view on the strength of this segment alone. <laughs> that is how you draw. And this is the type of shit WWE used to do and sometimes still does with Roman. Roman and Cena did it. Edge and Rollins to a smaller extent. A um, much more watered down. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah fair. Um, He's in my house, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, but this is the type of wrestling to me that's interesting, that draws me in. Two guys who just fucking have a personal issue and fucking hate each other. That's what I want to see. It's not contrived. It's not watered down. It's not fake. There's some actual tension. There's some actual history to draw upon. And it fucking it, it got me. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Well, Sal and I talked about this back on, on the AEW rundown back in the, the Kingston-Moxley feud. That led up to that match, where it was these two guys who who knew each other, and it, like we said, it felt it felt like real life. Uh, and and I said at that point that that was some of the best work that I'd seen from Eddie Kingston up to that point. And then they completely fucking ruined that by making them the stupid happy best friends. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this this promo was fantastic. This uh, I I from beginning to end with CM Punk introducing Eddie and they play a, a snippet of Eddie's music and Eddie doesn't come out and Punk says, oh, maybe I should just keep talking since he likes to interrupt people. Maybe if and I just keep talking. Out. Oh, right on top, right on cue. Uh, I also love the, the small little things about it where they both stood in opposite corners. They didn't mm-hmm. stand in the center of the ring, both facing hard cam. They stood on opposite corners yeah. as far the fuck away from each other as they possibly could. And they used the handhelds on either side to go back and forth like, Small little touches like that, which AEW has not always done right, they did right here. Mm -hmm. Um, The only other thing that you mentioned Moxley and and Kingston before, and that that reminded me of that. Um, 
it all it reminded me a little bit of the Ruby Soho Britt Baker promo that they did a few months mm. back too that really sort of got me a little bit because there were elements of reality like you didn't run away you got fired and yep. then you came here like I love when they interject little pieces of backstage stuff without overtly doing it and doing it too over the top and too contrived this that this did it re- perfectly to me uh, Sal I know you you had thoughts on it too um, you might remember this, Jason. You might have actually grown up in a similar junior high and high school. Didn't this feel like a fight at lunch? Oh, yeah. Like people would just, especially with Kingston saying, fight me, fight me, fight me. Oh, my God, it took me fucking back, dude. And, and every time the- Punk tried to say something, he didn't, he just, fight me. Yep. I'm not going to, fight me. And then, and oh, that's I- the thing, it wasn't overly scripted. Like, you right. can tell when something's like, oh, he wrote that line, like, right two hours ago no this was like he kept interrupting him he and and punk was getting fucking pissed and he would come back with something and i just loved it it escalated perfectly to the point where you believed they wanted to fucking beat the shit out of each other and and then the line like i think i don't think full gear is quite your speed maybe we should do it on dark dark or elevation see that i wasn't sure how i felt about that i like that because then after that Kingston was that's How when Kingston was like fight me you're a coward. What more yeah, can but you you're shit also... on somebody in that company for not being a main event talent than to say that though? But maybe yeah. don't shit on one of your actual shows. That's what I was that's that was the thing that kinda of put me off about was shitting again, on the own product. But they're being real about it. I mean dark is where the enhancement talent is. Yeah, it's a YouTube show. Yeah. It's you know what I mean? Why should I fight you at the pay per view? You're not you're not pay per view quality. I didn't mind that at all. Right. Troy, do you have any thoughts on it? I don't want to get into an argument. <laughs> that's that's part of what makes this show good. Go for it, man. <clears throat> see, see, here's the thing, and, and I want to clear this up. Is like, I think you think that we get offended when you disagree with us. We don't. I'm going to come back with my opinion. That's that's a discourse. It's not. I'm not taking it personally, and I hope you don't either. So. Okay. Okay. I don't like Eddie Kingston. Okay, I'm not a huge fan of his either. <laughs> And right now, it's like they're both tweeners, so it's it's kind of like who are we supposed to root for? Um, which I don't know. I don't feel like that they've really told the story of like who is actually right or wrong in a situation, and maybe that's just because it's just the way that I've been raised on wrestling. It's it's usually this is an established good guy, this is an established bad guy. Um, but you loved when Cena and Roman were going back and forth on each other, because we had those conversations on this show. Yeah, how, how I don't is know. this any different than that, though? Because I liked both of them. And I and I don't like either of these guys. Okay. So that that's kind of my issue. But, but is... so that's that that to me was sort of the cool thing about this was if you loved them both. You had an opening to cheer for both of them. If you dislike sure. one, you had an opening to cheer for the other. If you dislike them both, you can say they were both assholes. Like I was gonna say, Jason hates them both. And this is like in... I don't. So I don't hate Kingston. I do love the fact that they're now working into the segments. People being openly disappointed with him <laughs> failing to reach his potential. I mean, it's it because this has become <laughs> a recurring theme now. So when when Punk started going at Kingston, I'm like, who wrote Punk's promo? Did Jason write Punk's promo? <laughs> everything Jason was saying about Eddie Kingston, but it proves that that's been the narrative throughout right. his career. Yeah. 
It's not just you saying it. There's been a lot of people who have said that about Eddie Kingston. And and to that point, Kingston said a lot of the things about Punk that I've said over the years on this show, too. And a lot of people have said the same thing about Punk. Yeah. When he said friends with the booker, I was like, oh, fuck. Because that was a fucking big thing. He was like boys with um, fucking Gabe Sapolsky. Yeah. Him, Homicide, Joe, all of them. Yeah. So they made it sound like real fucking life. Yeah. It was fucking great. But in, terms, but in terms of the content, Troy, you, you didn't like the content either. No, no, the content was fine. I thought I thought both of them were promos. I were, were were decent promos. I don't think that they were the greatest promos ever. Um, which everyone is kind of fucking jerking themselves off to them. Um, I thought that they did a lot of things. The issue that I have is that I know it's not probably not going to be a good match. <laughs> so. Probably not going to be a long feud either. This is probably it. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of my other thing too. Is like there's so much potential for this to be a longer feud, but we haven't seen AEW do really anything. Like uh, they're on two years of page building to page and Omega. No, shut up. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, my my favorite thing is the fact that Sal said, "Oh, uh, they're not done with this Malachi Black thing, right? They're done with the Malachi Black thing." He lost, and he's done. No, it's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but see, uh, this is the maybe, and maybe this is just my WWE, you know, burnout. But I don't need forty-five matches in a series in a feud. One match where they settle it, and then they move on and do something else. I'm fine with that at this point. I'm so overdone on the. This is going to be a match on the next three pay-per-views thing that WWE's given us for so long. I think that there that there's a happy medium to be had. I think I I do think that WWE does drag out theirs, but I also think that AEW doesn't do any sustained pushes at or pushes at all. So I think that there is a happy medium. I think AEW could do do with a couple more storylines that are more than just two shows of build up and then the match kind of See, thing. But 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 they do that with Malachi and Cody, and you didn't like it. Did I say that? You've been I said I didn't like the. I said I didn't like the fact that Cody won, and then they were just like, "Ah, eh, it's over." Yeah, but, no. What he's saying uh, is that they were done. Now they're done because Cody got his win back. And yeah, yeah. they'll have the tag match at the pay per view, but it's another match with Cody. But, so after I, Cody okay. wins that, okay. what is there for Malachi Black? And I guess Rada and question. Pac have had a couple. Right. True. I, so they don't do it all the time, but they do do it. It's it's sort of like, and, and we've talked about. I'm a big fan of UFC. Not every MMA fight has a trilogy. That's saved for very, very certain specific big rivalries. Sure. Most of the time, um, they I, have a lot of I, build to a fight. They have the fight, and at the end of the fight, there's a little moment. They maybe either, they either shake hands or they continue to talk shit and hate each other. And maybe they come back to that fight, you know, six fights later. I think, uh, um, I, I think you're taking my my opinion on things uh, uh, a little too far because I'm not, I'm not, I didn't say that I want all of the storylines to be that way. I'm saying I want more than one storyline to be that way, which is all we have right now. We only have one sustained storyline in AEW that's gone longer than three weeks. And I feel like there's a couple more that you could. Okay. Uh, The super click and Jurassic express and Christian has gone on for quite a while now. They, they were building to that before the last pay-per-view. Well, I don't know. Who who was in the ring when Adam Cole debuted? Well, Jungle Boy's actually the first person he attacked. Right. So this has been building for a while. 
Pac and Andrade has been being built for a while. Cody and Malachi, like we talked about. I, I, I take, take the two years bullshit out of it, but Hangman and, and Omega has been something they've been building around on and off. So this whole card, I will grant you, you know, I was going to say Rick Baker <laughs> is a throw some shit against the wall, but yeah. and in reality that should have been Thunder Rosa. And I think we all know that, but they put her in the TBS tournament. So, you know, it doesn't make sense. They needed somebody that wasn't in the TBS tournament, I guess. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but Darby and Cody had a series. Um, who's MJF had a series with Jericho again, not good, but it was a series. It was a program. So I think they've done that. I, I, I think that's sort of an unfair criticism. I, I do think they have presented programs that, that went on for more than, you know, okay. every now and then. They just don't do it. We're You and I, and, and this is not a fault of you, we have been so conditioned by WWE that every program has to go on and on and on and on that when not all of them do – we go, well, fuck, it doesn't feel like they're doing anything continuity-wise. But they are. It's just they're not overdoing it. And we're so used to overdoing it that when we don't see that, it seems weird to us. Okay, I agree with you on that. But, um, Adam, for all the weeks that we did AW Dynamite, how many times did I stupidly say, oh, this is going to be such a good fucking feud between fucking Cody and Pentag- Pentagon Jr.? And then it was over the next week. Oh, so we, okay, we had that whole promo and it got personal and uh, uh, uh. that's the problem. That I, and I that's, that's what I agree with Toy. Some, but sometimes they do rush through shit. Like even Kingston and Punk. If this was spread out over six weeks since All Out, it would have been better. Actually, I'll give you a better example. The one they rushed through the most that I think they they left a lot of money on the table was FTR in the box. Sure. I think they left a lot of money on the table with that one. Um. So it's I, like, oh, this is the greatest feud ever. They're, they're gonna kill each other, and then it's over. Yeah, and there was it was. Oh, they won a match. Now they've got a title shot in two weeks. Two weeks later, they have the match, and that's it. We haven't seen yeah, them that interact it. since. So. so that's the thing. I think with AEW, a lot more, and yeah, obviously more than WWE, but they they get us hyped for something, and then as soon as they do, it's it's, it's over. It's like what what the fuck? <laughs> um, real quick on Rampage, I do want to mention uh, Max Caster with the yes. fucking line yes. of Max Caster's fucking career, where he shit on Johnny Ace. That was amazing. Yes. <laughs> Said I end more careers than your father-in-law. <laughs> you didn't like that one at all, Troy. That seemed like one you would go for. Oh no, no, I wasn't reacting to that. Uh, you, you you brought up Rampage again, and I just was remembering the the Daniel Bryanson versus Anthony Bones thing that I had an issue with. Okay. I, I do agree with you that I could definitely find a better person on that roster to fight Daniel Bryan than Anthony fucking Bowen. Sure, it's not it's sure, not but, it's but, not even that it's, it's 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 the fact that it went for so long and Bryan stole a win, and it's like this is the guy who's is going for. The number one contenders ship at your next pay per view, and it's that 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 was my kind of issue. It's just like he should not be letting one half of a jobber take team get that much offense on him. Actually, Troy brings up a really good point, and I'm going to transition it to Dynamite because once again, the fucking world champion goes toe to toe with fucking Allen Angels. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was I was legit. Guys, do me a favor, right? Since we're talking about AEW, just out of curiosity, um. 
What happened in that Jacksonville Jaguars game this past week? They won. Against who? Uh, the Bills. So one of the worst teams in the NFL hung in there for a full 60 minutes and beat one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, but <laughs> that's 50, 53 guys versus 53 guys. This is a one-on-one fight. Okay. It sounds like it sounds like something Sonny would do on a Wednesday night. <laughs> okay, this, okay, okay, this, okay, okay. Hold on, that, hold on, that, hold on, hold on. No, let me, let me, no, let me, let me counter your point. Fifty-three guys and fifty-two guys. Okay, fine. Um, Daniel Cormier is one of the greatest fighters in the UFC history, right? Yeah. Imagine if he stepped in the ring with CM Punk. One of the greatest fighters in UFC <laughs> history, right? Sure. Former UFC champion, heavyweight champion, lightweight champion, held both belts at the same time. Right. Could never fucking beat John Jones. Okay. Just every, and I think actually I will give JR credit. I think he did a good job of putting over the storyline of sometimes it's it's there's just a guy that is there with you that you just there's something about that guy that you can't that you struggle with. Yeah. And I think that's fine. I don't when that every, guy's on your level. When when you have no. a Raven in the Tommy Dreamer. When Tommy Dreamer can never pin Raven. Not fucking Allen Angels, who we haven't seen in six months, other than in six-man tag matches. So, I guess the difference here is you want same old, same old formulaic wrestling, and I like seeing something different every now Okay, but this, to me, is the equivalent of... I, um, for, for the record, who, I Who's fucking... the 24-7 champion? Reggie. Reggie. This is the equivalent of Reggie going one-on-one Roman. No, it's not. Yes, no, it's it not is. Even close. 100%. It's not even close. No. Troy, would what? this be would this be the equivalent to Reggie going one on one with Roman and no, hanging with him fifteen minutes? This would, this would be the equivalent of Dominic going one on one against Roman. There it is, the truth. Alan Angels has been presented as a jobber, as the seventh important man in his faction. He's going to hang with the world champion. I can't buy it. I just can't buy it. But you mopped up jizz buckets when Scorpio Sky beat Chris Jericho, who, by the way, was the heavyweight champion at the time, while Scorpio Sky was the third most important guy in his faction. He was tag champ, if I recall correctly. Okay. What does that have to do with being a singles wrestler? Scorpio Sky, okay. This is where we do the mental gymnastics. Okay, go ahead. No, no, I did. I I, I really thought it was going to make something out of Sky. It didn't. It was a waste. And this isn't going to do anything out of Angels. It was it was a chance to spotlight that, hey, this guy's a little bit more than just a jobber, and maybe somewhere down the road we'll decide to do something with him. Why I, Did you have a problem when Undertaker almost lost the WWE Championship to Jeff Hardy in the ladder match? Did you have a problem when an unknown rookie named John Cena went at Kurt Angle? This is not a new thing, people. <laughs> This doesn't, it doesn't happen all the time, but it's not a new thing. Okay. But it happened twice in two shows. What are you talking about? Well, with Rampage, we saw Daniel Bryan with Max, um, Anthony with- Bowens, and then, and hang with him. And then in the same week, we saw uh, Alan Angels and well, Kenny Anthony Omega. Bowens isn't a jobber. Anthony Bowens is an incredibly talented performer. Who is Anthony Bowen isn't a chopper? <laughs> no, he's in one of the higher ranked tag teams in their division. He's like yeah. sixth ranked. But um You think you can hang with the hole opener? <laughs> okay, so what, what you want to see is 
what WWE offers, which is the same five people only ever co- have competitive matches against each other. Okay. All right. That's what all we're doing. All right. Okay. Yeah, I all right. You, all anybody, right. You, anybody, anybody. Well, no, you're no, up, no, you're no, getting no, upset no, that no, we're having competitive no. matches. Who, no. who is it okay to have a competitive match for Daniel Bryan to have a competitive match with? Pac. Okay. But nobody else. I mean, that's just the first one off the top of my head. By the way, what has Pac accomplished in, in AEW? No, my my issue was is that it, he, it, he, this was an opportunity to put him over of how, of how dominant Brian is, and and they didn't. And and to me, it was like you're supposed to be heating the guy up in order to potentially be the world champion. And and he had a 15 minute match with a guy who was not on his level. That's my issue. I'm not saying so that I want the same five guys. up I think. to that level eventually? You yeah, can't now push everybody. You're getting Daniel Bryan ready for the world title yeah. final. The, and he's going to go against Miro. AEW wants to push everybody. They don't want to bury any of their That's talent. They don't want... They're... That's not true. Okay. All right. Anything else to talk uh, about? Or should we get into our predictions? Anything else we should talk about or should we get into our predictions? All right. You can go over to rundownwrestling.com right now, and uh, you can join us along in our AW Full Gear predictions. Uh, go ahead and slap your name on there. And uh, in no order, and also I didn't have the Cody match on it because it's not officially announced for Full Gear. So, um, <clears throat> The six-man underutilized talent falls count anywhere match between Jerk Ass Hat Express, which is Christian Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Against the Super Click, Adam Cole, Nick, and Matt Jackson. Adam, what do you got? I'm trying to load the website. There we go. Um, the Jurassic Express. I thought we agreed <laughs> they were the. I thought we agreed they were the Jurassic Express. Well, they're the Jer Classic Express. Apparently, <laughs> is their name. I hate that. That's what they call themselves. <laughs> mm. It's tough because I want them to do something different, but I'm afraid I'm not sure that they will. Uh, so I think I've gone super quick with this one. Jason? Super quick. Sal? Um, I think it's the opposite. I think it's the fucking jerk ass express so they can give Christian a win on pay per view. Okay. And Jungle Boy. Okay, I'm going to go super quick because I think it's too soon to have Cole be taking losses even in a six-man tag. <sighs> Chicago Phil versus Eddie Kingston. Jason, who you got? Uh, uh, CM Punk. Sal? CM Punk. Adam? Yeah, it's Punk. We can sweep that shit. CM Punk. A singles match with Darby Allen and his dad Sting versus MJF with Wardlow. Wardlow, Wardlow, wasn't uh, wasn't it supposed to be Cody versus Wardlow? Wasn't that what his paper said? I thought Wardlow was in a singles match on on the paper that. Con it had. did look like Wardlow next to to Cody's name, but okay. But he, clearly, he did fix. He did in, change. In the, retrospect, it might have been El Idolo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Uh, Sal, uh, I'm gonna say MJF. Okay. Adam? Uh, I think I'm going Darby on this one. All right. Uh, Jason? Darby. All right. I'm going to go Darby as well. 
Because fuck it. Ten man who gives a flying fuck match. The inner circle jerk versus America top team. Uh, Jason, who you got? Inner circle. Sal? Inner circle. Adam? Inner circle. And it's going to be the circle jerk. The AW Eliminator Tournament Final to see who will be facing off against the AW World Heavyweight Champion at some point in time. Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson versus Miro. Sal. Miro. Adam. Uh, Daniel Bryan. The one who's been in the tournament since the beginning. Jason. Miro. I'm going to go Brian Bryanson on that one. Uh, AW Women's Championship. Dr. Britt Breaker versus Tight Conti. I don't know that I have to do this, but we'll do it anyways, Sal. Uh, Britt Baker. Jason. Britt Baker. Adam. Britt Baker. Britt Baker. AW World Tag Team Championship, the Lucha Brothers versus FTR. Uh, Jason, who you got? Uh, Lucha Brothers. Sal. Lucha Brothers. Adam. Los Luchabras. All right. I'm going to go FTR just to be different. Uh, AW World Championship, Kenny Oshmigma versus Hangman Adam Page. Adam? Uh, I'm going to go Page on this. Sal? Uh, Hangman. Jason? Hangman. Uh, I'm also going to go Hangman because if they don't, they might have a full-on ride on their hands. <laughs> That's true. All right. Okay. Now that we've all cooled down a little bit. You yourself oh, can go to rundownwrestling.com and fill out the poll. Thank you. All right. Uh, do we have anything that we want to talk about with WWE? couple things. Um, you had mentioned uh, in the host thread a little bit ago the Kevin Owens turn, right? Uh-huh. <sighs> Look, I love Kevin Owens. And I thought he's been doing great work the past couple of weeks. But him once again going back to being a heel, it just it feels almost big showish at this point. And I know it's been a little bit since he's been a heel, but uh, I don't know. I just think they need challenges for Biggie. I don't agree with the big show thing. Kevin Owens has been a face for a while and it clearly hasn't been working because they haven't done anything with him. So I mean he's he's honestly great either way. But at, at least this one, it felt um, it, it felt earned, the turn, because they have been kind of doing the whole biggie being like, I know who you are. You know, right. I, I, I remember you turned on this guy, you turned on this guy kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's most likely just going to be a way to put biggie over. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he turned on the at, new day that one time. <laughs> yeah. I, at this point, it's so fucking hard. Because Kevin is my favorite wrestler, and I I, I don't want to see him in AEW because I don't think that he will get the spotlight that I, I would like him to. But clearly in WWE, it's they they don't have anything for him either. They're heating him up right now to lose to Big E, and then he'll go back to being nothing again. And that's what which, they did for the past year with Roman. They yeah. they heated him up. He faced Roman four times in a row. He was never going to beat him. That was never in the plans. Um, and that's what I hate about this. 
because I'm like, oh, it, to me, it's blatant. Like, oh, he's there just to um, just to fucking put Biggie over a couple of pay per views in a row. Maybe he's the maybe he's the Rumble challenger, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam. Yeah. Anything to say about uh, WWE? Uh, I watched SmackDown. <laughs> I don't particularly remember anything from SmackDown, but I watched. Well, Jay Uso was supposed to bend his knees and get on his knees for uh, for Xavier Woods, but. But then he jumped him anyway. Who could have saw that coming? Bend his knees. Bend his knees. <laughs> I just need you to bend over. And then, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you asshole like Max Caster leaves him. <laughs> was it uh, was it this week or last week that that uh, uh, the new day had the the bit in the back with uh, with Hit Row? The New Day with Hit Row was last week. This week it was Sami Zayn and Hit Row. Oh, Jesus, yeah. I, I did kind of enjoy that. So Sami Zayn kind of kind of rapping, kind of. Yeah. I enjoyed that. That made me laugh. <laughs> the, the 24-7 title finally changed hands again. Um, and Corey Graves and Byron Saxton both won it. Um, but you want to talk about just paint by numbers booking. WWE just traded one black guy for another one because Reggie loses it, but it pops around and then it goes right back on him again. Like it's like they can't, they, they it's, it's just, it's so fucking lazy. That's what they used to do at our truth. Exactly. That's why I said they traded one yeah. black guy for another. Um, Cause they're both black. <laughs> they missed it. I got that. Um, but it, I, I was not expecting Corey Graves and Byron Saxon to get in there, so that was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, it, it sure, it was funny for a second, but also it's just like, all right, right. Problem is, is that like it, them, them winning by roll-ups is just like just highlighting the fact that half of your matches is in roll-ups anyways. So it, it is like the deadliest move in fucking wrestling, in WWE wrestling. Sorry, Adam, go ahead. Speaking of the raw commentary team, because I wrote this down three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and forgot to ask it. Who the fuck is that guy in the middle? Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Oh, that tells me nothing. Who the fuck is Jimmy Smith? He's the guy that replaced Adnan Verk, and he's from the um, mixed martial arts world. Oh, okay. Specifically UFC, I think. You guys are no better than me. Uh, Jimmy Smith is an American jazz musician uh, who's out. Oh, sorry. sorry wrong, wrong one. Wrong one. Uh, Jimmy Smith Jimmy's, was an actor on NYPD Blue. Yes. Uh, no, yeah, he's he's a UFC uh, commentator for a little bit. But then, uh, yeah, he came over here. I like um, him. I think he a good he's, job. He's fine. Yeah. He's an, he's, mean, he's no he's no Mike Adamley, but, you know. <laughs> nice. Uh, he is a former Brazilian jiu-jitsu boxing and kickboxing MMA fighter with a record of five and one. So <laughs> he's been CM Punk? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> His Wikipedia literally just has WWE named Smith as play by commentator on Monday Night Raw replacing Adnan Verk. That's it. 
Nothing else in his WWE thing, just he replaced him. <laughs> Poor Mark. Uh, he did lose to a guy named Andy Wang, though. So. <laughs> Andrew Wang? No, that's Andrew Yang. Never mind. No. Oh, don't say Less that. Less about that guy, the better. Don't, don't say that name on this show. There. Oh my god, a pussy. Alright, does anyone. You're fluffy. Uh, anyone have anything else that they want to talk about or discuss? Uh, Jason? Red, Red Velvet is still fucking terrible. But we all know it's that. It's not dead yet. Yet. Alright, so that'll do it for us here. Add to the rundown. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. And thanks to Sal. Thank you. And Jason. Thanks. And Adam. Bye. Put your cock away. Uh, so with that, Jason, send us on home. Uh, I guess we'll bring you ass down next week. Bye-bye. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.